You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, Buns, Buns. Welcome to Girly Mags. No matter what set you claim, you're all members of the Girly Gang. That's right, we're welcoming all Sweet Valley Cramps, the Menstrual Bloods, and of course, (laughs) PMS 13. (laughs) My name is James Holler, aka Marilyn Mansplain, and we are, this episode 36, doing 17 March 1990 issue. We're going to have a talk about <laughs> Ask Dr. D, little, Ask Doctor. Uh, reader write-in question, <laughs> the feminist mistake, which I didn't read and will not comment on much. <laughs> sure uh, you won't, Marilyn Mansway. We'll do a little rollerblading, and we'll have the quiz of the babe of the ball. Yes, this is a man talking, but I am the only one, and I barely qualify. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Hey, it's Andrea Johns here. We have a special guest. We do. Uh, yeah. And earlier when she was in the kitchen, Dee said, I went to the dentist and she said, are your pupils dilated? And I was very confused. <laughs> we think she's on acid. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. since she's here and we're not going to say who she is yet, I just have a question for you guys. What is your favorite doctor? <laughs> favorite dentist? Wouldn't know. 90s <laughs> feminist film. Oh, set it off. Oh, set it off. <laughs> It's a, the O is not in it. Set Nine, up, set it favorite off. feminist '90s film, Poetic Thelma, Justice. It's <laughs> Thelma and Louise is like '89, right? Or is it '90? Why are you looking at the oldest person at the table? <laughs> me. Aegis. <laughs> is the cra- does the craft count? Yeah, that's not absolutely okay. I'm gonna go with the craft. Anyways, that was my intro. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Andrew <laughs> is leaving. Over. See you later. Uh, my name is D Mortimer. And uh, I recently uncovered a couple of photos of myself from elementary school, school photos, one of which had a very awkward haircut and which my mom took great joy in reminding me I also had a rat tail. (laughs) Can you send that to me, please? No. I hope you mean like for good luck in your bag. (laughs) No, no. Like at the bottom of my neck, like right there. Full on on, like full on rat tail. Wow. And there was a, my mom braided a bead into it. She has a lot to answer for. My parents have a lot to answer for with their parenting choices. <laughs> That's enough about that. <laughs> my mom talked me out of cutting my hair into a skullet. Thank God. I wish Good I mom. had that. I wish my mom would talk me out of like really bad hair choices. But this is like 2012, right? Or 2011? <laughs> what the fuck is a skullet? It's when you have a shaved head and then the back is like a mullet. Oh, it's the opposite yeah. of a Chelsea. I thought you were yeah. talking about like 2012 when every girl shaved like the s- undersides of their hair. No, that's not a skullet. That's an undercut. <laughs> uh, it's the opposite of a skullet. <laughs> um, Eltron Prusky here and heck yeah, I'm pumped to be here at the Girly Mag's table today. It's a sunny day. The sky is blue. I'm surrounded by great human being peoples. And uh, today's advice comes from some woman in my grandmother's residence who said to me, slow down, don't rush. God forbid you might trip. (laughs) We have all the time in the world. You're a beautiful woman. Show your grace. (laughs) 
is is your grandma the oldest freshman in the world? She's the star of a '90s movie she's making where she's going back to school. Yeah, yeah she just wrote that in your yearbook. Granny's oh. at the kegger. Yeah, Granny, exactly. Actually, rest in peace. Everyone, let's do the funky grandma. Okay. Um, so today you may have already heard we do have a guest. We're joined by a very spooky old goose. Yeah. Uh, co-founder and producer of Drunk Feminist Films, writer and cartoonist. Uh, her middle grade graphic novel. Before I tell you the name, middle grade means no one who would ever listen to this show. This. If this is like promotion for nobody, the if graphic you novel. Read this, you should get. This. You get could off. probably you could get it, but don't read it to your children. <laughs> I mean, don't let your children listen to yeah. this podcast. <laughs> everybody should read the book. Yeah, exactly. My bad. My bad. Uh, the novel, the graphic novel is called Shirley Bones. It comes out summer 2020 in the future. And my friend, most importantly, hello, Jillian Gertz. Hi. Hello. Let's give her a hello. Thank you. The most applause I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Jillian, I'm so glad you're here today, honestly, because it's such a pleasure for you to join us at the table of Girly Mags. You made the a pleasure for me. You're yeah, like, you're, you're so having lucky. such a good time. <laughs> right I'm now. having a boost. <laughs> uh, but like, can you give us a quick spiel on what Drunk Feminist Films is and why everyone should understand why it's so important? Oh, it's so important. Why I'm like, you're I mean, so you mean important. it's fun. I'm like, no, it's not like important. <laughs> Don't go thinking it's like, this is the most important thing I've done for life well, in the world. I really shouldn't be saying that about my podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast. Um, yeah, well, Drunk Feminist Films is a dynamite screening series. Well, no, what it really is, it's um, actually a screening series and a web series where we make fun of Hollywood films and dig up the ways in which they are not awesome. It's the whole like, we're going to laugh rather than cry over the patriarchy and pop culture type of deal. Love so it. we'll screen a popular movie. The idea is that it's popular because it's zeitgeisty. It's like something that's actually contributed to the public consciousness and then tear it apart. And there's awesome parts often, but often it's terrible and humiliating. And that second viewing is like, oh, Ooh. wow, I can't believe I watched Dirty Dancing when I was 10 and didn't notice there was a whole abortion scene. Oh, I, didn't oh, know I know. Was like, why is she so sick? Yeah, Daddy, exactly. help. Like, I didn't get it. Daddy, help. <laughs> That's I you guys do a lot of 90s smart. films, which is why this is so, they, and they are often extremely Ooh. problematic. Oh, yeah. Have you ever done American Pie? No. Have you ever done American Beauty? Jesus American Pie does not age well. No. Yeah. It was bad even when it was released. Like Yeah. yeah. Bye bye American Pie. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Since you're on the show, I have a film question for you. For me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm an expert, so go on. Are you familiar (laughs) with the film Back to the Future? Yes. Now, for those who aren't listening, Back to the Future, he uh, goes back to the past. <laughs> if you're not listening, here's what Back to the Future is. Never Go knows back, back in time, to the get a ham radio. You're in the movie Contact now. Go on. <laughs> I love that his, movie. He, he, he gets in the way of his parents hooking up, and uh, his mom falls in love with him, which is gross. Cock blocks his dad. And then, uh, because they're not getting together, he almost disappears, fades out of history while trying to play the guitar line from Earth Angel. By the way, this well, is a really odd... black music and taking credit for it. Which, like all white people, this is a, also, for our listeners, the worst summary of what Back to the Future <laughs> okay, is I'm just no I've point, ever heard. He goes back in time. Yeah, like there's just, literally... Like, he cock blocks his he mom cock blocks his mom. Yeah. Right, he I goes, okay. That. He disappears I, from a photo, and he culturally appropriates... Well, I was summarizing the part that's relevant to my question. Now, if he had had sex with his mom and she got pregnant and that prevented their parents to get together, would the baby have disappeared? The baby would be his dad. (laughs) His own dad. He would be his own father. He would be his own, yeah. Would he still exist? 
That's a crazy ass question, dude. I mean, Dee's like really thinking over this. It's a really it's important only, question at this day and age. We'll we should spend lots out. of time on it. We've got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. So I'm going to be handling this month in history, and I just want everybody to know I really tried to not make it about murder. <laughs> but I was th- going to say, how many murders are here? I'm going to go. Uh, let's just guess. I'm going to go with four. Three. Ten. One dollar. <laughs> I think like 87. <laughs> Mass murder. I did okay. not go out seeking the murders of March 1990. They came to me. Can we try okay. and guess what 87 people did? Can we try and guess what it is in 1990? Do you guys remember? March 1990. It's a, it's a hurricane. Or a, it's a hurricane. No, is that the okay, shooting does, in Montreal? Is that like, is how that does the, a hurricane murder someone? With an angry. And wind. God's <laughs> an act of God. Yeah, an act, an act of, of God. G. God's fist. Yeah. Your throat. Okay. We'll get to that one. All right. So as I said, I tried not to find the murder, but the She's murder lying. found me. Right. Maybe I was actually not, I'm actually not lying, but believe what you want. Anyway. <laughs> so then, so I was really going to try and do my best to like not have this month spiral into like a whole bunch of murder. But then I discovered that New York City's version of the Zodiac Killer shot his first two victims Ooh. in March of 1990. Wait, is that, what's his name? His name is Heriberto Seda. <laughs> I've never heard of the bootleg New York uh, Zodiac killer. Yeah, no, he's he, the Chinese astrology killer. Yeah, the year of the horse. <laughs> the, he, he did his murders on Canal Street. Yeah, <laughs> that's where they sell a lot of bootlegs. I know. <laughs> on March eighth, uh, he shot his first victim, Mary, uh, Mario Orozco, followed by the March 29th shooting of Jermaine Montenegro. Both survived, but Sato would go on to eventually kill three people and seriously wound another three. This and also, his name is Sato. Sato. Like, yeah. I guess such a Sato. <laughs> definitely. But like the he 90s really was. that I remember. His, yeah. It was short for Sato Masochist. Thanks, Marilyn. S E D A. S E D A. He was eventually caught on my birthday, June 18th, 1996. <laughs> you sound really happy about that. <laughs> I am happy. This guy's a douchebag. Um, and was sentenced to 232 years in prison. Why so much? Back-to-back sentences. Seda is believed to have been inspired by San Francisco's original Zodiac Zodiac killer and was totally obsessed with astrology and death. Other names include the Brooklyn Sniper, the Copycat Zodiac Killer, and Faust for some strange reason. (laughs) Well, Faust is like the devil, like in Faust. 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 Some like whiny German dude. And a musician. Faust? Oh, that's Feist. Feist. I, feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he pushed Faust, like himself. Probably. And then, like, people just kept calling him Copycat Zodiac, and yeah. it pissed and him like, off. No, yeah, no Faust. I'm Faust. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful when, like, fucking maniacs inspire each other? <laughs> and, then, and then people were like, stop trying to make Faust happen. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so Faust. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, staying on the similar theme for just one second or several seconds. A few minutes. Um, on March 25th, the new, a New York City social club called Happyland was set on fire by the super drunk owner killing 87 people. From what I can tell, they tried they tried to charge him with 174 counts of murder, two for every victim. Did they also charge him with flagrant false advertising? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> not happy anymore. Um, <laughs> due to New York law, sentences for multiple murders occurring during one act are served concurrently rather than consecutively. So he was eligible for parole during March of 2015. Did he get out? How can no. you serve concurrent sentences? That's the stupidest thing I've ever I know. heard. I think it, they were making an example out of him, but also it's like 100 
174 counts of murder. It's like <laughs> also who gets drunk and is like, you know what I'm gonna do? Burn down my business. That sounds fun with people inside. Uh, didn't Nat from 90210 do that? <laughs> oh, <true. laughs> Fully did that. No, it was um, basically he had been he was running this like illegal social club, and mm-hmm. basically it was ba- gonna get shut down or whatever, and he was like flat broke, so he just decided to like get drunk and set it on fire. He went to the gas station. station. A bunch of people died in it. Basically everybody, but like five people That's died. A great idea, sir. Yeah. So this is your no murder catch up, right? Sorry? Your this is your history lesson with no murders? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> less murder she probably. A little less. It's less than the last time. Anyway, uh but yeah, he went to the gas station, got a plastic bucket and brought $1 worth of gasoline back and lit the, the place on fire right at the front door, which was the only exit. What a piece like, of shit. That's real burn for your buck though. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> no, no Damn, shit, baby. Right? In film we had some big releases, The Hunt for Red October and The prof- Good movie. Such a good movie. The Nutty Professor? <laughs> the, Are you about one? to the say The Nutty Professor? No. Oh, damn it. We both had to guess. No. Um, the prophetic nightmare hellscape, The Handmaid, Handmaid's Tale, was released. Oh, the one the with film. Liam Neeson, recently canceled, and Natasha, what's her dingle? Yeah. R.I.P. What's her dingle? Better. Also, who? Natasha. 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 Oh. Oh. Did she, she die in a, a skiing accident? Yeah. Yeah. What is with these people? <laughs> Sonny Bono, too, right? Yeah, yeah Liam Neeson, if you're looking for revenge, go cut down some trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually it was actually brutally sad. Yeah, he said racist stuff recently. So Fuck him. No, we didn't. Yeah, yeah but he Natasha did. Richardson he so did. did. He was being very racist, but First of all, it doesn't matter because for just so we remember, and I've said this before, he will forever, when he's going on stage at the Oscars, they will play the Schindler's List music. I know. He was banned from anything <laughs> other than Schindler's List music for the rest of his life. <laughs> um, also released in March of 1990, Pretty Woman. Star- yes. Starring one of my favorite actresses, Julia Roberts, oh. as the sex worker with a heart of gold and an endless supply of dental floss <laughs> alongside Lauren's favorite walking gerbil wheel, Richard Gere. <laughs> Damn, baby! <laughs> Richard Gere playing Richard Gere. And finally, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which my brother and I watched obsessively, so much so that we broke the tape. Ah. So. Can you imagine how much of a bummer that was if Liam Neeson's coming out on a talk show and he's like, here's Liam Neeson! And then he plays the Schindler's <laughs> List music. He has to try and bring it back from there. Uh. <laughs> Um, in music, Escapade by Janet Jackson, which you just heard uh, in our opening, and Black Velvet by Alana Miles, which is an excellent uh, song. For moms they, everywhere. A yeah, fine drink. Exactly. When I used to host karaoke, it was like, we oh, were like, hate, we wanted song. to hate everyone who sang it, but now it's come back around and Ugh. I love it. Yeah. Everyone who it. sings a slow song, a song that's slow so you can show off how good of a singer you are, it bothers me so There's much. There's a ton of slow songs that are like metal that are not required, that don't require, I sing Rooster by by Alice in Chains constantly. I <laughs> hate that song. I love it. And you don't need a good voice it's to sing that. It's seven minutes long. Don't sing a song more than four and, minutes. And James doesn't commit to anything that's over seven, by the way. Right, Andrea? Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I can only Let us femsplain it to you. <laughs> you um. come quick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Things go well. I might be showing her my O face. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. An Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> it does. Good call. Baby, since we never, ever agree. You like the movies and I like TV. I love that. I love and that song. You take it light. <laughs> 
All right. So as usual with these magazines, there's a section here dedicated to guy talk where a reader writes in from some for some advice from a dude. My time to shine, ladies. <laughs> this week, Julie from Elk Grove, California, writes into Gil Schwartz for some male oh perspective. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, know, you know who understands teenage girls' opinions and their, what they're going through? Is a guy Gil named Schwartz? Gil Schwartz. Oh, you have no idea. So this week, Julie from Elk Grove, California, writes into Gil Schwartz for some male perspective and advice around guy codes. Holy fuck is this wrong? I've got a simple question with what seems to be the most complicated and confusing answer in the world. How do I know if a guy really likes me? So this segment's going to be a little bit of a two-parter because we also had a question uh, that was sent in from a listener. They go well together, these, these two segments. Sometimes we hit the jackpot with these sections where the guy actually has something worthwhile to say, and then sometimes we get Gil. (laughs) 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 Who breaks down male behavior as follows. If he stares, glares, mutters, swears, teases, loiters, or otherwise acts as if he realizes you exist... He probably likes you. What? Oh, my God. Everyone on the street wants me so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to preface this discussion so that I don't seem like an unfeeling asshole. I have tons of compassion for people who are shy, people who suffer from social or situational anxiety, and people who just fully don't know how to talk to other people because they have, like, a valid fear of being vulnerable or being rejected. So, like, dude, I feel you. Um, That said, this whole article really just makes me want to meet the person who came up with the narrative that pulling a girl's pigtails on the playground is actually just an indicator of affection. I want to meet this person and slowly start poisoning their food. Well, it depends if they're giving like a hand job to one of the ponytails. (laughs) (laughs) So I just... This I just got really furious with this article. Like some some of it's like... She's getting flustered. She's like, God damn it. I am. I am. It's, you know... He goes through several patterns of male behavior and kind of explains how it's guy code for this person liking you. And one of the ones that really just pissed me off was, you know, how you know, he likes you if he's obnoxious. He may, of course, hide his real feelings, i.e. like by teasing and taunting you, making fun of you in front of your friends and his and otherwise acting like that six year old girl you babysit whose attitude is girls yuck. After all, it worked fine when he was six. I hate this narrative. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I mean, he might like you, but you probably shouldn't pursue that. If no. that's his way of expressing like is to like make fun of you mercilessly. This kid isn't mature. Well, and I hated that when you were younger and people would tease you or bully you and your parents are like, oh, they probably just like you. Like it teaches you from a really young age that it's okay that people treat you like shit as long as they, you know, like, like all attention's good yeah, attention. Yeah, like all attention's good attention, which is really a negative lesson to teach young girls absolutely did you look up who gil schwartz is no okay i'll talk about that after okay <laughs> i'm with gil I didn't. when i like a woman it's square sw- uh, <laughs> gns glare and square glare and square Fuck. swear <laughs> what the you can't fuck? even talk uh, straight so. no but to be to be serious here for a second yeah. s- like teaching young girls that they need to reward and reinforce bad behavior in men because it's because they like you is so fucking damaging and also sets a very low bar for the behavior and the respect we accept from other people. Yeah. It makes me it makes me furious. It makes me so <laughs> fucking mad. <laughs> but um I don't necessarily want to talk a whole lot about this article because like this article is bullshit. So just to put the article into context, Gil Schwartz 
Okay, Gil Schwartz is actually, he re- retired last year. He's the Senior Executive Vice President of Corporate Communications and the Chief Communications Officer for CBS. And he's written several dozen books. And <laughs> he wrote, also wrote a column in Seventeen Magazine. This is him, which was only called Ask Gil, <laughs> in which he played a 17-year-old boy giving girls advice on how to deal with the opposite sex when, in fact, he was a grown Man, I assume with a name like Gil Schwartz, he was a grown man. I did not think that. Oh my god, (laughs) this article is trash. (laughs) I always imagine when I read these guy advice things that it's someone who's been in publishing a long time, and this is just like they're like from the Mad Men era, being like, Oh, you want a guy to like you, huh? Well, when he uh, like give him 12 bourbons and roll him down the street (laughs) (laughs) in an ideal world. We all have that kind of feeling inside of us or that voice inside of us that says making fun of people is wrong and you should feel bad for doing it. Mm-hmm. If There's a difference between teasing and making fun of them. Teasing can be flirty. Uh, maybe. He, they, he mentions that in this as well because the second one is he flirts. Boys who are slightly more sophisticated have learned to tease this tacitly. Guy is 48 years <laughs> old. Sophisticated is in quotation marks. Yes, sophisticated. <laughs> so boys who are slightly more sophisticated have learned to tease tactfully something that's come to be called flirting. Uh, I don't... Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> me too, It's appropriate. No, it's appropriate. I so, just had to let that out. In an ideal world, we all have that, like, little voice inside of us that says, like, you know, you just hurt somebody's feelings. You should feel really bad about that. It should cause you pain to hurt, a, pain to hurt another person's feelings when you like them. If you don't have that voice in your head, you need to turn yourself in preemptively because this ends with a murder dungeon somewhere, <laughs> all right? Like, you're a sociopath. You're a sociopath. You might not know because somebody's taught you that's the way to be so just question what you're doing it's also for everything at girly mags yeah it's also with pickup artists the negging right like you just like make fun of them constantly and that slowly lowers their self-esteem when you seem like you're i don't know how that i mean if he's posing as a 17 year old boy but he's actually an adult he does this in his social life by the way who should know better and probably give better advice actually gives like Either he the same give, advice or like a lower, you know. He should uh, give no advice. I know. He well, should thank give God no they advice. didn't actually get a seventeen-year-old to answer this column. Can you think of one seventeen-year-old boy who could? <laughs> oh Dookie like, Hauser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I played Halo. It's like, what? Say your bow has invited you to the Sophie Hawkins dance <laughs> in Chapman Under the Sea. You've pulled oh. up your bobby socks. <laughs> anyway. Listeners, you deserve better. Don't like you deserve better than somebody who makes you feel like shit as a way of indicating their affection towards you. Agreed, a hundred percent. But going into our reader's question, someone uh, she's nineteen, I yeah. think. Yeah. So uh, she wrote in. Um, she decided to remain anonymous, but she wrote in and said, "How do you get to know a guy you like?" So I really appreciate stalking. <laughs> Sorry, D's column. My bad. So I really appreciate this question as someone who has was basically like deathly allergic to talking to my crushes my personality type for the most part is an introvert so this advice is from research and work that I've done to sort of cope with being an introvert with social anxiety and who also really 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 fucking hate small talk Mm. Um, it makes dating really hard because small talk is an important social thing to do when you're trying to get to know somebody But it's just really difficult for introverts to kind of do this because it's th- like horrible it's at small talk. Yeah, I can't do it. It <laughs> makes it a barrier to deeper Conversa- r- conversations yeah. with people. 
but I also recognize that me going into a first date and deep diving into shit <laughs> is super fucking. How much do you like God. murder? I've yeah. had to. Have, no, that's like that's a surface animal. That's like <laughs> that's great. I've had to have Andrea like coach me a million times. Like James, in order to behave like a like seem like a human being, you have to like ask people like, "How are you? Yeah, and what are you up to?" I don't do those questions. That's why I don't have any friends <laughs> because like I'm like literally like the quiet. Like I just have nothing to say to anyone. Yeah, I I mean, and I I maybe have different qualities as, as than you do, but kind of on the same level of of you know personality type, I guess. But the most important thing that I learned that I think maybe applies to everybody, not just people who are like social introverts or anything, is not necessarily only focusing on asking questions, but focus on the kinds of questions that you're asking. So for me, I would do something like, you know, people would say something like, you know, oh, what school do you go to? My question would be, what made you choose this school? Mm. And That's so a good it question. kind of, it kind of like leads to deeper, so that I get what I need out of a conversation with a, with a new person and they also don't feel like I'm asking for their like you know history of mental health and their and family. Also, who cares what school people went to? Some people ask yeah. the most boring questions. Uh, like, you know, what do you when do you get for older? Living? Yeah, it's like it was so uh, easy when you were in your twenties because like maybe you'd ask like school shit. When you're older, like I don't give a shit what you did in school. That was like 15 but also years ago. now and or what you do for a living. That's just people ask what you do for a living. It doesn't matter because majority of people that their work is not their passion. Yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. you know what, what's what your do you, passion? Yeah, what's your <laughs> passion project? Can you imagine a guy looking at you and be like, what's your passion? <laughs> oh, he's soaking wet right now. <laughs> I drown a baby in these pants. One time I was sitting at a bar speaking of being bad at small talk. Shocking. And a guy beside me tried to strike up a conversation and he started talking about the weather. He was from like Saskatchewan oh God, or something. Somewhere terrible. People, I'm from Saskatchewan. I know. So that go I know on. that's why I said it. But he was cool, from cool, Saskatchewan. Cool. This is part of your good He started talking talk. about how the weather and I literally did the most perfunctory response and he tried to talk to me again. And then I did another one. Then I got up went to the bathroom, stood there for like 10 minutes, just stood there until I was sure he had... Br- and, then, and then I went back. I <laughs> so you'd stood rather, in the bathroom. You'd rather he talking. thought you were shitting for 10 <laughs> minutes at a bar yeah. and then have that yeah. conversation a minute longer. That's fair. Well, afterwards, the first thing I do before I go in the bar in the bathroom is no matter who comes out in front of me, I go, oh my God, to the person behind me. <laughs> oh so they think they stunk it up. Wow. Just in case I walk into a smelly. Oh God. <laughs> I think that's a great question. Like that's a It's just an example. Like well, you can you can kind of ask leading questions yeah. that give you more out of the conversation that you need in order to feel comfortable. Who's your favorite serial killer? <laughs> and why? When was the oh. last time you stunk up a bathroom? <laughs> I think uh or even like, you know, asking someone, "What's your favorite band?" That's just it doesn't lead to any more conversation. Ugh, I hate those yeah. questions. Uh. But more about, I don't know, what's the last concert you went to? I don't know. It's yeah. maybe I'm really What about bad. music do you enjoy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I'm I love the sounds like, and the beats and the <laughs> rhythms. Yeah. I, in line in the bathroom, a good thing to ask the person behind you is like, so what are you going to do in there? <laughs> One or two. So basically, my advice is you got you to gotta talk to them. You've got to ask them questions. You've got to kind of take an interest. That's just, that's how you get to know people. And hopefully they're the kind of person that take an equal interest in you. Now, all of that advice, which is basically just get comfortable with asking questions, that assumes that you're not nervous to do that it it assumes a certain level of confidence that you can kind of just go in and ask questions for people who I was one of these people for people who had suffered from crippling shyness who just didn't know how to talk to people didn't know how to you know approach a date because I was so afraid of you know coming across like a loser and like I just had a lot of 
I had a lot of like, you know, nervousness and social anxiety with those situations. So I had to kind of put myself in situations with other people where there was a shared interest. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you have problems approaching somebody who you like in order to get to know them, if you have a problem with actually doing that, maybe what you can do is think of a thing that you like to do. For example, let's say knitting. And then maybe join a knitting circle because if you're with a group of people who are talking about the, who are interested in the same thing you are, that gives you kind of a good safety net because everybody is kind of knowledgeable. And if worse comes to worse and you're like, I can't fucking, I don't want to ask about the weather or where, you know, or where they work or whatever, then you can talk about knitting and everybody (laughs) kind of has a confidence to sort of discuss that. So it kind of just builds your confidence in terms of asking people questions and kind of getting to know people. And then you can kind of go into like, you know, maybe a more specific situation where you're trying to showcase an interest in somebody. I want to add to that. It's like, what do you like about this person? Do you like them because of what they look like? That's a bad look because all you're doing is cold calling them based on the fact that I think you're a pretty person. What you can do is socially stalk them on social media oh and then figure out if they have, you have any interest in common. Then I, you could build off that. I've actually done that but before. But then if, if, you don't have any, if you're talking to someone, why do you want to talk to them? Is it because you share something in common? Yeah. Then but talk maybe, about that. But, but if you're just talking to them because you think they're attractive – that's not enough to start a conversation. Yeah. But you might want to approach someone you find attractive and ask questions in order to determine if you have anything in common and whether you want to continue the conversation. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, too, if you ask a few questions and find out that they're a piece of shit, that's a great time to Absolutely. stop talking. Absolutely. <laughs> it really scratches the itch. Like practice talking to people that you think are super hot and find out that they're stupid and then you'll move along. Yeah, just like, exactly. By the time you fit somebody who's actually good looking and smart and nice. You'll and be dead. Interest, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you'll be so confident because you'll be like, ah, oh, most of these guys are boring anyway. It really takes the edge off the hotness. Yeah, uh, my band is uh, pretty oh, cool. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. go see their band. That's yeah. 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 Don't, don't, don't see their, don't don't see see their band. band. No if you have a friend, terrible don't advice. Go. <laughs> don't Says go. the guy who used to have a band. <laughs> I mean, I mean, guys in bands, but like that's a boring thing to talk about. Like, yeah, I'm a band. Like, so uh, going back to the social cool. media thing, not in terms of stalking, but I have. In, if I've been interested in somebody in the past, and I was like, oh, I like, I don't know that much about them. I'll look and see like what their likes are, and if I'm like, oh no, they're really into you know stuff that I'm not into, like raves and EDM. Maybe I wouldn't get along with them. So takes the hotness down a little bit you know to go back to kind of like the 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 listener's question just know that you're fucking cool own that shit own your nerdiness and just go up and recognize that you can get to know this person and be confident at the same time when you're talking to them and be confident in your own fucking awesomeness and get to know this person yeah the one thing i also wanted to say is that as someone who was also very shy and didn't date until way, 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 way later in life, you have to also accept that humiliating yourself is part of it. Absolutely. I was always like, if I feel any sort of humiliation or shame, I'm making a mistake. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm like, I'm putting myself too out there. And it's like the people who are dating just have less shame. Yeah. So they're just like, oh. That's such a good point. And like, or they're so horny that they don't care. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if your horniness comes in later, but you're just like, I'm crushing, you really just have like throwing yourself just out be there. vulnerable. Humiliating yeah. yourself is part of it. Everyone's doing it. I can't
Okay, the next article that we're looking at is The Feminist Mistake. Um, and that's a tricky title. They're not saying feminism is, is a mistake, so don't get tricked. But <laughs> it's by... <laughs> that's what I thought when I read it. I was like, the like fe- is that, I don't have to read hard. that. I just agree. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's by Linda Ellerby, who Woo! I didn't know but looked up. And she's this kick-ass journalist. Oh, cool. Yeah. What hasn't she done? NBC, The Today Show. She did this Nick News, which was for Nickelodeon and for kids. It's like, I, I'm, that's not my time, but maybe some of you know it. She's won a Peabody for her investor for her coverage of the Clinton investigation. Holy shit! She's a well, when she baby. was on Nick News, when she was on Nick News, yes, the a majority kids of news show. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they covered things. They, interv- they interviewed. They interviewed. What's a cigar, mommy? Wait, and are where you? Did he put are you it? I thought you were joking. No. So Nick Uh-oh. News ran for twenty-five <laughs> years. Uh, she won Peabodies. Uh, she they were known to bring serious issues to children. The they they interviewed cool. uh, Magic Johnson to talk about the AIDS epidemic. Amazing. They talked about the. Um, they talk, they've talked about wars. They've talked about they talked about 9-11, like uh, the OJ trial. It was all for accessible way to for kids to understand and engage with cool. the news. It was a very fucking cool. Hey, no one ever did. Hey, guys, like I'm going to talk to you about the Clinton scandal. And to help me with this, it's Jizzy, the talking <laughs> dress stain. Oh, my God. Kids, I'm a stain on a blue dress. <laughs> Here's your Peabody. <laughs> I love that the stain's talking and not the dress. <laughs> oh, no, you need Jizzy to talk. <laughs> Even even in this scenario, the man gets the last word. Yeah. <laughs> um, saying that the jizz is yeah. the man. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, anyway, this article, its I love reading an article like this in a teen magazine because it isn't stupid. It's really smart and good. Although a huge bummer for it as an illustrator is the art that goes with it. <laughs> yeah. This looks like your mom's couch. It's like Dusty Rose. <laughs> yeah. It's from 1989. It, this is the article you'd skip if you got this magazine. It doesn't look hip. It doesn't look fun. And then the content's really good and funny yeah. and interesting. It is a supreme bummer. It's like thick brush line work of like women that kind of look like... It's like a nail salon. <laughs> yes, yes. Totally. But then she's got a nipple. It's like, ooh, feminism. And a pearl <laughs> necklace. Oh! <laughs> Too much room for interpretation there. It's really weird. It's just fucked. But anyway, Linda, basically, this is her, Linda's treatise to try and get these young women to not be afraid of the word feminism. Right off the bat, though, it starts funny. She talks about her impossible dreams. Impossible dreams die hard. Like tunes, they can be pulverized, poisoned, yada, yada, yada. Is she referencing Roger Rabbit? I think (laughs) she's referencing. Cartoons. Cartoons. But yeah, it's capital T tunes. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. That's U N E S. Is it though? Uh-huh. It's one of those things. Uh-huh. We'll never know. It's like it's <laughs> the Mandela effect. Like the double O in Fruit Loops. Yeah. Fruit yeah. Loops. <laughs> loops is L E W P S. Everybody knows that. <laughs> wow. It should be. But okay, so lots of great bits in this. She talks about her big dream as a kid to play third base for the Yankees. And having to get the cold dash of water in the face, which is being told that women can't play major league baseball and there's no reason they can't. It's just that everybody in charge says no. And so shut up with your good ideas and your big dreams. And she gets into a woman not being president, which is has an extra sting in that lemon salty open paper cut wound. That yeah. is like the last 10 years. Uh, anyway, 30, this drink. was almost 30 years ago. Yeah. I, I mean, this article hit home for me because I didn't identify as a feminist till much later in life for the very reason she's talking about in here, which me is too. that it's 
there's an active campaign in the world of media to make you think that feminism is a bad word. And she talks about, you know, the concept of bra burning and how that being a prevalent image is because it's unattractive. Mm -hmm. And the idea that, you know, a feminist is a man hater means that when you're a young girl and if you want attention from men, you're like, well, I better make myself appealing. It's still like part of that, you know, I'm going to package myself and put out an appealing product. So feminism can't be a part of it because then it's going to scare boys away. I think a big part of uh, the appeal of feminism with the bra burning was in the 60s, where those were, that the first wave of feminism before the 90s was they were young women and by the 90s a lot of those burning never happened a lot of those celebrities of the feminist movement had gotten older and it's so easy for the ingrained misogyny to be to be like look at these feminists they're all old and stodgy you don't want to be like them they're no fun but it's like demonizing these women who had done all this work when they were younger and you're still reducing it to the attractiveness of the spokespeople for the movement right which is really the equal rights humanity aspect of it by the way first wave Feminism was a suffragette. Oh, okay. Sorry. Second wave. Second wave. <laughs> which we were all racist as well, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah fun. no shit, right? That's real fun. Yeah, things have changed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Things are way different now. Yeah. I mean, hypothetically, our eyes are a little more open. But this could have been written today. The stuff she's oh. talking yeah. about yes. in here is a hundred percent equally prevalent. Yeah. Thirty years later. Uh, any any fun thoughts on it? I thought it was so great. Yeah. So she she's saying she's recently at a conference, the American Association of University Women, and she notices a <laughs> workshop called a plus Having Name. It All, How You Can Juggle Career, Children, Love Life, and Leisure Activities and Keep Your Sanity. She goes to the president and says, what is this? You and I know you can't juggle all those things and keep your sanity. And the president said that she should relax because they canceled the particular workshop because <laughs> oh they couldn't God. fit it in. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. It's such a Kathy comic. It you is, know what I mean? Act. Totally Act, act. That's so great that that it's like yeah, it's like it literally the idea of women juggling all these things. Like you're a modern woman, you could do everything. It's like you shouldn't be expected to do all these things. That's fucking impossible. Well, and it's the the timelessness of the phrase "having it all." We're right back in Tina Fey's Thirty Rock of you know she's trying to have it all. That's yeah. Mary Tyler Moore. It's every female lead right. of any sitcom ever mm-hmm. being like, well, I can have kids and a career and a love life and leisure activities. These are the things she's listed. And it's like without any support. There's no part in that where having a love life would imply that your partner would share equal weight in any of the previous things. Whereas if you're a wife, you're like, well, I'm going to do emotional labor. I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to raise the babies. And I'm going to literally support your career by like holding everything else up for you. Well, and it was interesting because she had talked about like during a, a survey in 17. I don't know why they're asking like 17 year olds and younger about when they plan to have children. But uh, 62% of young women and 89% of young men said they plan to work while their children are young. But then she brings up the point about uh, mm. how much women make on the dollar. And then she said, you think feminism is unattractive. Think how attractive welfare is. Well, the thing Which is like, we don't need to welfare shame. Yeah, it's exactly. okay to be on exactly. welfare. But I recognize yeah. like that's nobody's childhood dream is to yeah. be like, I hope I need government support well, down the road. People don't yeah. realize that. Then the whole thing is when she's talking about the, the gender wage gap and she says that, it's 66 cents on right. the dollar She's also up from 59 cents 10 years or prior which it's actually the way that they ca- used to calculate the, the wage gap is based on how much people are actually making as opposed to looking at lifelong like career long census data and mm. in that women will stop working to take care of family members oh. to take care of children so actually it's 
even though in some cases right now they say, oh, it's gone up, it's 80 cents to the dollar, it's not. It's like 43% less because if you look at a career-long view of a woman, oh. she's actually not working as long. Mm-hmm. So she's making way fucking less than men. Wow. Yeah. I never even thought of that aspect yeah. of it. There's also with um, w- whenever discussions about like the wage gap come up, they're very rarely spoken of in terms of the different um, intersections of Absolutely. oppression that right. happen. Right. So the, the 80 cents on the dollar is for like well-to-do white women yes. and it keeps going lower and lower and lower until you hit the status of like you know black women and, and indigenous women or native women who, uh, who are like earning significantly yeah. less mm-hmm. absolutely uh you know what i've always uh, speak uh i don't know if we've talked about unpaid uh women's labor but we always think about motherhood but if you're a right. career woman you forget about the end of that. Say you do have a child, and then that person perpetuates and has a child. The unpaid labor of being a grandmother who's expected to be almost a primary caregiver Absolutely. at the yeah. later in Good her point. life to take right. care. Well, so the woman can go back to work. Good point. Yeah. And then my mom the, you're also that. expected that twice in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And my no one talks about that unpaid my labor. My mom yeah, like point. takes care of my uh, Thanks, sister. girls. <laughs> well, my mom, you know, she's in like her early 70s, and my sister's going back to school, and she watches my niece who's three and like a terror i mean she's cute but she she's three she's and three it's like old. eight hours a day seven like six days or five six days a week when my sister's working like that's a full-time job and it's Fully. unpaid do you Absolutely. ever hear about older men doing that yeah, exactly. rarely Rare. but when a man hits a certain age he's like i'm not looking after kids anymore so they're not expected to do I that can't second speak part from other cultures yeah I can okay only sorry speak i'm just like speaking from this one yeah, specific exactly. thing but like the idea of men having an unpaid labor later in life they're more like the women never get if you are in this situation, you don't get that leisure time because you're basically expected yeah, he's to playing second golf. raise a kid. Yeah. Pulling back for a second. <laughs> a thing that she does in here that is great is she recommends that all the teenagers practice saying, I am a feminist. Yes. Can we all practice it? Right now. Okay. I, I am a feminist. feminist. You can say it, say it James. James. I am. I, I would are like to say it, but say that it. seems like declarative allyship. That's like say patting it. myself on the back. I am a feminist by nature. Yay! He got it out. He got it out. Oh, I say by it all. Nature. I've said it on the podcast a million times, but I definitely don't want to. You don't be, have to be ashamed to say that you're a feminist. I'm not ashamed to say. I'm but a you're. Feminist. But when people. But when you're saying it's decorative allyship. I also don't want to pat myself on the back too much. Well, for saying we're not going to congratulate you. We just want. <laughs> <laughs> to say it the one you time. guys just said yay that's why it took a second <laughs> i yeah, said we did. congratulations <laughs> we're throwing a parade for peter <laughs> i remember i had the same problem at the just so, so when i was in i must have been 19 and, and i was like i am not a feminist yep. i think uh, those are feminazis or people just like she says they're on soapboxes they're mm-hmm. angry and i'm not a feminist and a woman that i worked with who was about seven eight years older than me she, she started asking me these questions like well do you believe in equal rights do you believe in this 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 and i was like yeah 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 she goes then you're a feminist and i was like what the fuck (laughs) and i to this day whenever i talk to her i'm like you taught me that i was a feminist that i didn't have to reject it that that actually was what i was and i didn't realize it i rejected it for so much so so much pressure to be the cool girl who's not like who can fit in and be like when you're younger and be like i'm not like them i'm (sighs) I'm not like disagreeable i'm fun and cool it's it's the i'm not like other girls of it all where we're we're yeah. really encouraged as women to go against other women 
in for men's favor. Exactly. Like, oh, exactly. That girl likes lipstick and shit. I drink beer and. Are you saying she burgers. wears short shorts and you wear t-shirts? She's your captain here on the bleachers. I have not mentioned that she looks like Taylor Swift. It's a entire podcast. Um, I think that uh, what when I was reading the article, a lot of the whole like you know feminism is bad f word that is kind of like the bad the the bad f word a lot of that stems from really really damaging tone policing in Mm -hmm. women and the idea that women have to be these like calm supportive thoughtful polite society people and that they can't be loud and angry and and they call you aggressive when you're being assertive yeah exactly and but also there's nothing wrong with being aggressive or assertive they're you know they're both good i find them to be good qualities especially when you're dealing with taking on like systems of oppression but a lot of the feminism as a bad word comes from really damaging tone policing I mean, I was pretty lucky because I grew up with a sister who was nine years older than me and was really into the riot girl movement and like West Coast Seattle, you know, Hole and Bikini Kill and L7 and Bratmobile and that kind of shit. So from a young age, I, I knew what feminism was, but I think that I had a different idea of it. To me, feminism was that angry yeah. riot girl shows like writing slut on your stomach, which was like a little bit, you know, I was young, so I thought it was cool, but I don't think that I identified with it the same. Like I, I didn't connect the two because I was really but it was, a, it was an empowering. It, yeah. well, it's nice how it has fun wrapped into it, too, yeah. as opposed to like it has to be academic. Exactly. Like, well, if you're a feminist, you better take women's studies. Yeah. You, wear, like, you wear skirts yeah. that go to your ankles. Well, I didn't associate it with that. Yeah, but, yeah okay. handmaids. Yeah. yeah, the true feminists. <laughs> I associated I associated feminism and like I I became a feminist like many people at the table later on in life. But I took it as we said at the beginning, like you know, oh, feminism. They hate men. They're like it's like yeah. reverse sexism, which is a fucking yeah, like, myth. Who but, fucking said that? Yeah, exactly. It was men. men. It was men or well, other women who were trying to curry favor. Yeah, and exactly. so I was I and I was like, and they don't shave and you. You know like they'd have armpit hair yeah. and like Legit. all that stuff and so it was actually very much an idea of feminism from the point of view of an aesthetic look that wasn't to be mm-hmm. sort of right. favored right or it wasn't you're not you weren't supposed to want it and it's just so fucked up yeah. my eyes are rolling so, into my yeah. head right yeah. now so there's a show uh in ontario called uh, the agenda with steve pagan oh, yeah it's it's like a news uh, show. It's like a daily news it's a of the world. It's, yeah, yeah, pu- news it's, it's like he PBS. Has, yeah. He has newsmakers on. He talks to them. So he had this podcast on, which fuck them. They're terrible. But oh, they're, they're called, called Femsplainers. Femsplainers, right? And he has them on. His first question is, so Femsplaining, how is that different from, what do you think the next word is? Mansplaining. Nagging. <laughs> Holy he shit. said, "Femsplaining. How is that different from nagging?" He said it on air. Wow, like, yeah. That's was crazy. Shocking. I in was doing it at work and I, But yeah, the dirty f word. Yeah. Love, let's yeah. practice saying it again. I just want to hear it. I, I am a feminist. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, it was a gay man who had to teach me to do it too. I was like, I, I would never use that word, and he was just like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm an idiot." <laughs> but when I look back on it. I was raised by like a single mother who did everything feminist, but just wasn't entrenched yeah. in exactly. the language of it. And it, there is has become that annoying. It's a caste system. It's like an intellectual barrier. It's like, well, did you read Bell Hooks? If yeah. you didn't, you're not a feminist. And yes, Ugh. research is great and learning more is great. But if you believe in equal rights, as it says in this yeah. article, yeah. tying it right on back, if you believe in equal rights, you're a feminist. And being a feminist means being equal. 
She says, it's no good telling yourself we've come a long way, baby. We haven't come a long way, and we're not babies. A great line, LRB. Great fucking line. And she's right. We haven't come that far. Some things we're talking more about it. All of this is good. But But with a quote uh, that goes really well with that by Audre Lorde. I am not free while any woman is unfree, even when her shackles are very different from my own. What up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that my favorite thing in the world, my most favorite thing, is laying down. <laughs> and my second favorite thing to do is fill out forms and questionnaires. <laughs> which is why we at Girly Magazine are going to head over to the nearest walk-in clinic to fill out a new patient registration so I can figure out what this rash is. <laughs> Just kidding. It's 17 Magazine's 1990 Reader's Poll. <laughs> where unlike the U.S. election, your vote counts. <laughs> Hello. It was 1990s and 17 Magazine wanted to know who do you love? So I think we were uh, we we've, we've filled out some of these pretending that we remember what happened in 1990. <laughs> and I think just to get the record straight, one of the questions is, how old are you? So if we could just start with that. How old were you in 1990? And why did I write the wrong age? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're I so old you forgot. It was March 1990. Yeah. OK, so I did. I'm not a age. mathematician, so I think <laughs> I was six. I was born in July 1983. You, yeah. Are we all outing ourselves for our listeners how fucking old we are? Yeah. We've done it before. All these young yeah. people just turning off. <laughs> being like, <laughs> old I don't want to hear your opinions, grandma. All these young people. Yeah. <laughs> all these young people. <laughs> You were six because I was seven, so oh, I was nine. I'm one month older than you. Oh, really? Remember when you used to do that when you were younger? I was one month. Yeah, I was two. <laughs> oh you my were. god, I was Holy 12. Shit. <laughs> what? No, you weren't. In I'm 40. You're Shut up, you fucking you liar. You look fantastic. <laughs> I thought we were What's the same What is your skin regimen? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, but for real, tell a me about pregnant Mary's urine. Just by bathing in that. You have day. incredible skin. Thanks, guys. I thought you were like 26 years old. No, I'm legitimately 40. What? And I will be turn 41 in this calendar year. You wow. look great, girl. Wow, low bumps. Thanks. Low bumps. Congratulations. Yes. You are so aspirational for me. Guys, yeah. I did a did mask. Did you burn your bra? I did a mask yesterday, so I'm looking forward to having that kind of skin. I hope you mean the movie. <laughs> oh, Andrea put it on me, and I was like, I can't imagine dating someone much younger than me, because when she put it on me, I went, somebody stop me. Yeah. Yeah, nobody would get that imagine except that. She's like, what? Why should I stop you? Did what you understand I... it? And Cameron yeah. Diaz was in that at like oh, yeah. age like oh. 17, yeah. though. She was in the uh, 17 magazine um, yes, she was in, in 1990. Yes, in the she September was. September issue. Wearing she the was. best clothes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that also counts as my favorite movie quote that's on this list. Somebody Where stop me. Where the mask was not out in 1990. Oh, yeah. So, wait, where is that favorite? Oh, so I, I didn't go. I couldn't remember any no, quotes that's from fine. 90, Oh, it so. says, what's the hippest hip phrase? I put whack. I wrote, excuse me, a baking powder? <laughs> <laughs> that's 
too early. That's Wayne's World business. But we don't know. I don't remember exactly no. what 1990. 1990. I do. Because I'm old as both. What was it then? I put no doy. No, no doy. That's a good one. I put schwing along the Still line. Still too late. Oh, we I, fucked yeah. up. We fucked up. Oh, how about uh, smooth move X lax? That's, oh, that's what I'll good. go with 1990. Oh, and gag me with a spoon, I used to say a lot. Also, because my initials are gag. My bag your face. Oh. That was the one. Bag your face. All right, what about favorite line from a movie? I put ping, pow, boom, bing from Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> so hardcore. Just good, Goodfellas. I don't remember. Or whatever. <laughs> I put there's no crying in baseball. Yeah. Oh, that's that from 1990? I would have been like, get back here, Beethoven. <laughs> that's way later Beethoven than the dog. But the first one. It's, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't Home Alone come out in 1996? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, let's go to a different house, Merv, is my quote. <laughs> Okay, what about um, Band You Loathe? Pearl Jam. Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh, true. I put New Kids. Yeah, I didn't I've let got you guys. I've got, I've got New Kids under Band You Love. I got Ooh. Pearl Jam under Band You Love. Oh, damn! I got Mr. Big under Band I Love, Ooh. but that was 92, Ooh. I think. Uh. I think you're right. Also, band I love, Roxette. Mm. Yeah. Almost could have been my first concert because I won free tickets to a concert by having a huge bolt fall from the roof of like an amphitheater onto my arm. And if it would have fallen Holy on shit. my head, it would have killed me. Wow. But instead, you got to go to a Roxette concert. And I didn't even <laughs> use up the tickets. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I used to fake an interest in New Kids on the Block to be accepted by the other, like, little sheep in my class when really I was going home and listening to the Arrhythmics. Yeah. To that, I, hate to that I say, bah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, oh. Yeah. Whoa. Just hang it up. What did you put for worst actress? I, Roseanne. <laughs> I ran out of time. I, I put uh, Tori Spelling in the first season of 90210. Oh. She was fucking terrible. Like, yeah. and then what happened in later seasons? Uh, nothing. Still I mean, terrible. Yeah, she's still terrible. But she was really bad. Like, clearly was just put there because her dad, you know, was the producer of the show. But big time. But if your dad can't do that for you, what can he do? You know? Like, I would have been mad if I were her and he didn't put me in the show. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I put the daughters from Full House. Candace Cameron and Jody oh, Sweden. Yeah, no, because like back then the, the Olsen twins were basically oh, like yeah, the toddlers. Like so How like whatever. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody said that to me at work the other day and I wanted to punch them. Right <laughs> on, dude. Face. What did you guys put for favorite movie? Pretty Woman. Little Mermaid. I put Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. <laughs> Untamed Heart. Nice. <laughs> the original Hot Shots. Was that from 1990? Part, Probably way part, later. Uh, around there. Around <laughs> yeah. there, maybe. Uh, worst TV show, I wrote Friends, but I don't know if it was on air yet. I don't think it was on It's always going to be the worst TV show, no matter what time. <laughs> worst TV show, let's say Dear John, but best <gasps> theme song. By the time you read this note, I'll, I'll be gone. gone. Oh, by the way, has anyone ever watched Charles in Charge? Yeah. Charles when I was a kid, I always thought the theme song was like, Charles in charge of our days and our nights. Ba-bum-bum. And then I listened to it, and it's a fucking, like, 
I guess like seven year old, and it's like bubble. It's like fever. It's like Charles and Charles of our days and our nights. Fuck me, Charles. It's so fucking like vampy. It's gross. Worst TV show I put Babar because whenever that show was on, I fucking hated it. It was so boring. Oh, Babar was bad. Babar's a colonialist. Let's just throw that out there. Go on. Put the news. Unless it was Nick Nick TV. Yeah. I also hated that when I woke up super early, they'd play really old cartoons which is the old Hercules cartoon <gasps> with that little like like nymph guy <laughs> like hey Herc look out Herc look out Herc it's Douglas <laughs> yeah there's Toot and Newton <laughs> Favorite TV show? Simpsons. Oh, true. They oh. just came out too. Like Tracy three. Ullman I, show. Oh, linked. Linked. Muppet yeah. show. Muppet Perfect. show. Perfect strangers. Oh my god. So oh, they're bulky. Another great theme song. <laughs> yeah. That was Sally Jesse Raphael. I absolutely nice. love. Yeah, by the way, shows. Jillian is wearing Sally oh, yeah. Jesse glasses. Right <laughs> they're now. beautiful glasses, yeah. by the way. I absolutely love talk shows when I was like my sister watched them and I just <gasps> loved like the geek to chic and like makeovers. And Ricky Lake. Yeah, from Ricky that Lake was Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones. Yeah. Yeah. She was great. Person you admire most. Who had a I didn't put any people? I have blank. Like your mom? <laughs> to Nobody. be confirmed. I, I put Jesus. <laughs> and then I put worst name of a star's child, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I put Macaulay Culkin. I put. Oh. <laughs> it's a weird name. I remember it being weird when I was young. So and you like, did Star Child. Star a Child Star. Yeah. Oh, in that case, oh. Mary Kate oh, worst name Wilson. of a child. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Child's. Yeah, his parents Star. weren't famous. Stars. I read the child. question wrong. Hey guys, what's the most important issue today in 1990? AIDS. A- That's it. I put AIDS. I put environmentalism. Because that was a big thing, but obviously AIDS. Now that I'm thinking, yeah, about I it. remember yeah. rainforest. I remember yeah. saving up. To oh, do you remember acid acre. rain? How yeah. hot that was! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there was hot. like ten years you just couldn't open your mouth and it was raining. <laughs> it was so in. Oh, the ozone layer. <laughs> the that, ozone layer. That, it's almost fixed thing? by now, by the way, because they banned CFCs. That wasn't what I put. I put my parents' imminent divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so I put for the Laugh. state. <laughs> so for the state you live in, I put perpetual anxiety. <laughs> oh, I wrote. Contempt. <laughs> I wrote obliviousness. Nice. I wrote actual state, Nevada. <laughs> I put financial ruin. Uh, what state do you wish you lived in? Delaware. I'm cool with contempt. <laughs> I put lying in, as in lying in state, as in I wish I was dead. Oh, no. Wow. That got dark God. real quick. You were like six. <laughs> For two pieces of clothing, I put something, and I don't know if this migrated to the East because I was raised in the West. Um, O-Cotton? Did you oh, have that yeah. brand? Co- like cotton Ginny? Oh, no. It was o- called O-Cotton. O-Cotton. Like I still A-O-C-O-T-O-N. have that gray sweatshirt yeah. that I wear. I don't know it. O-Cotton, everything was so yeah. hip in Saskatchewan, and I had wow. like everything. It was like cotton basics. It was cotton Ginny analogous, wow. but it had like yeah, more yeah, cachet. Yeah. But I would wear like purple shirt, green skirt, Purple leggings, green socks, green scrunchie, <laughs> purple shoes, all from there. And I was like, I don't have, a, no, there's nothing wrong with this. Oh, <laughs> Matchy matchy's not a problem. Um, I was constant turtleneck under sweatshirt. Yes! <laughs> and then a pendant necklace yes! on top, which is chic as fuck right now. Yeah. If we were both wearing that right now, we'd be like, oh, Hello. Look at these cool this, is, is this a style yeah. podcast? Where's I actually wrote blog? sock one and two. <laughs> sock one and two? Yeah, socks. I put wow. various 
vests from my dance recital <laughs> costumes. Mech. Mountain Equipment Club vests. I didn't put anything, but now I'm thinking, oh, gosh, bagosh. Oh, yeah, totally. Yep, that's it. I put merry-go-round jeans. They were those ones with the lace-ups on the side. <gasps> and they had like, they were like airy. Like Ooh, you could like wow. see your legs through them. And LA gears. My sister had a pair of those. Why are you wearing such bloody clothes? My purple and <laughs> Don't slut shame me at two and a half. <laughs> I'm glad you were two and a half. <laughs> Slut babies. <laughs> That's rough for me. Oh, I love that show. Worst actor, Brendan Fraser. Boo, he was fantastic. He would have was Encino was Man out, out then? then? That was no. later than ninety. Mm. I'm gonna say that was ninety three. When did school know. ties come out? School squies? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Favorite dead poet? I wrote Robin Williams. So did I! No. Damn, <laughs> I didn't think that. That's so good. I wrote the dead one, so it still applies. It does apply. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Captain, my Captain. Yep. Best good video? One. Jeremy by Pearl Jam. <laughs> no, Opposites Attract. It Ooh, had a cartoon yeah. cat in it. A cool cat. Like a Permadonna. MC uh, Sky. Yeah. I put Rhythm Nation. Would that have been oh, out by then? Oh, yeah. The dancing? <laughs> because, no, because Rhythm Nation came out then because that's uh, esca- uh, Escapade. It would have been 88, 89. I put yeah. Share Turn Back Time for reasons oh, that you all so know good. by now. <laughs> so good. <laughs> the bagel. Oh, you're new. I used to jerk off to that. <laughs> I used to jerk off. You know what? I don't blame you. I fucking love that video. <laughs> it was on my sister's videotape. I've said this before. She was on a oh, music videotape watch. I wasn't allowed to watch, which might as well have been said, James, watch this. And also on that was Paul Abdul's cold-hearted steak, which yeah. is like oh, a jerk shit. appetizer before so I got Oh, my God. Best, best female oh. singer. Uh-oh. Did you put anything? Sinead O'Connor. I put Whitney Houston because I think she would have been like really hot. Sober then. then. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. for real. Whitney. I know. I don't know. Some broad. <laughs> wow. Um, I was really into Madonna. Barbara Streisand. Person you can't stand. Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> was that your friend that had the turd in the pool? Yeah, how fucking you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> how fucking you remember that Shelby shit in the pool? <laughs> I literally I had myself written down, and then Lauren said something to annoy me, so I crossed that out. <laughs> Best oh. male singer, I put George Michael. I was very into him. This is really problematic, but I put Michael Jackson because he would have been really popular at that time, but he's a piece of shit. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. I put Morrissey. No, I didn't. But <laughs> We're definitely going to share this with you guys online so that yeah. you can fill this out too, because this, this is insane. I also yeah. put my favorite yeah. song title. I actually went serious on this one and said, you're the one for me, fatty. Which is a great title. Is that a Randy Newman song? No, it's a Morrissey (laughs) song, but it's it's a great title. That wasn't have been out in 1990. It would have been out in like 80. By the way, Morrissey is coming to Canada finally. Morrissey is problematic as fuck now. Yeah, Yeah, he's trash. Sorry, Morrissey. Like your work, hate you. (laughs) And like medium about your work. And then for final, this is a good one. Makeup you can't live without. I wrote tampon blush. (laughs) (laughs) Although I was 10, I didn't have my period yet. You I just borrow someone else's. <laughs> or like Tinkerbell makeup at your oh, age. Oh, totally. Yeah. I used, I used to have a compact that was like a Barbie con- ca- compact, and the colors in it were just stickers, and I would pretend to put them <laughs> oh, on. Oh, that's so cute. Jesus. <laughs> Remember Make Believe before the phones just took all of our imaginations <laughs> Lauren, away? stop stealing my answers. <laughs> Tampon blush. <laughs> no, you said Jesus. Oh. Makeup you can't live without. I didn't. It's not really makeup, but Caboodle. Like, yeah, it, you had back, to keep all, way, yeah, mm-hmm. fucking caboodles. And 
Tribe perfume. Tribe perfume. Tribe perfume. Thank you, Andrea. Both my mom. Both my mom and my sister had Tribe growing up, and I remembered the bottle, but I couldn't remember the name of the perfume until recently because they came back and we contacted them, and we're now partnering with them, and they sent us some Tribe. So I am gonna just stroll down memory lane with my nose right now. Oh lordy! Take a little sniffy snoffy. Sniffity duda. Wow. First impressions, <laughs> quick. First impressions. Flavors, top What's notes, the bouquet? Notes. Yeah. <laughs> the bouquet is very, uh, there's a lot of citrus. I smell berries and a little, uh, there's like some type of citrus. There's vanilla for sure. There's a sweetness. There's some floral. And then there's also an undertone of like some type of uh, like an amber. Or the sweet sense of nostalgia. It is because when I smell this, I know exactly where I kept it in my room. And I r- remember popping it off and sniffing it all the Give me time. a sniff. I can't. I can't it's so go. funny how smells do that, that eh? Yes. Yeah, well, it's like the strongest this per- of the this senses. This perfume, it smells the exact same as it did when I was younger, and it's so appetizing to me. No fucking word of a lie. I'd spray it, but this is a no scent <laughs> is room, apparently. That's because of me. Yeah, no, no it's scent. Not. Scent. It's, it's actually oh, amazing. God. Smell it. Of all the smells that have been in this room, this is easily in the top five. Tribe perfume. You can get it from uh, tribe.co.uk. It's 25 pounds because it's coming from the UK, unless you live there, which we do have a couple listeners there. They have an Instagram account, too, that you can kind of like get on board. Yeah, with, they have a great 90s nostalgia account if you want to get some tribe. Seriously, it brings you back to on this. Yeah, if check this out on the side of the package, by the way, they have the exact same logo. It's so awesome. And the site said launched in 1991, sponsored Take That's first UK tour in 1992, Women's Fragrance of the Year in 1992, discontinued in 97. And it's back, baby super excited what the <laughs> hell kind of wet <laughs> internal burp was that <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not so performative with my burps <laughs> I, have, I have someone's called clash it smells fucking amazing like and i'm not just saying that i almost died when andrew lauren first me this. great thing lost to cover up the smell of burps lauren lost her fucking mind when she found out that tribe was coming back yeah. and then lost it again when we started partnering with them. So and then lost it again when I gave it to her this afternoon <laughs> and she ran around the house going. Yeah. <laughs> and if you know me, you know, I like to sniff. Feel free to say, people. You know, don't you know? Things are going away. If you hold on for one more day. If you hold on for one more day. Things are going away. Hold on for one more day. Wow, what a great song by Wilson <laughs> Phillips. <laughs> it really is. James totally. is going to include that in his totally. compilation of songs out of his vocal range (laughs) undeserved this segment guys it's time to grab your partner time to get sweaty and strap it on (laughs) your blades that is (laughs) rollerblading (laughs) guys i'm gonna take you behind the curtain of the girly bags production uh, for a little bit sometimes we read these magazines we get assigned a segment each of us and sometimes you get a segment like oh man can't wait for that so much to talk about. Sometimes you get assigned a segment and you're like, oh, well, maybe if I do some research, it'll be good. And then you find some of the research, it's fun. 
Then there's rollerblading. <laughs> this fucking sucks. <laughs> oh man, you got worked. I don't care about rollerblading, and no one cares about rollerblading. That's why no one does it anymore. Hey guys, when do you think the first inline skate was invented? <laughs> 1983. Go ahead. Guess. Can I hear some guesses? 74. 82. The correct answer is, who gives a shit? <laughs> because who gives a shit about this segment you guys saddled me with? You tried to go bio on a 540. One and a half rotations horizontal in the air. Mm, you do that, right? In my sleep. We, we did waste hold on on this. <laughs> 1760. What? The first known inventor of an inline roller skate was... John Joseph Merlin, not to be confused with the famous wizard. <laughs> Although, fun he made magic happen here. Yeah. Fun fact about John Joseph Merlin, he was born in Hughes, Belgium. <laughs> F- abuse of the term fun fact? Welcome to this rollerblading segment. <laughs> in 1979, Scott and Brennan Olson, they were hockey players from Minneapolis, they uh they were they they wanted to practice hockey on the off season. They added polyurethane wheels, attached them to ice hockey boots, added a rubber toe brake to the new design. That company became Rollerblade. And Rollerblade makes a lot of good functional clothes. Blade gear makes you look cool, funky, and hip. See, I thought I didn't realize Rollerblade was a name. I guess it's, it's a like brand a brand. Like, it's like Q-tip. a clean yeah. 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 Or Tylenol. It's you, inline skating. Yeah. Are you guys as fucking excited as I am? As exciting as inline skating? <laughs> I'm wet. What could be sweeter? Enjoying this segment. <laughs> Again. By the late 90s, more than 20 million Americans were skating at least once a year, making it the fastest growing sport in the country. How many rollerbladers are there out there now? In 19... 1990- now they've all been killed. They're, no, they're, it's, it's coming it's still back. There. It's coming it's back. It's thriving. It's Pulsing back up. Oh, Pulsing. so gross. Well, I'm glad you brought something to this segment because I got fuck all. <laughs> in 1998, the X Games featured four inline skating events. By 2005, they got ejected from the X Games. <laughs> Being a sponsored skater is cool. Also, the X Games. Yeah. Like, RIP. Do those still exist? Who I, cares about the X Games? It's like extreme sports. I think it's still around. It's like the basis of Vin Diesel's <laughs> life. Anyway, go on. Uh, so, guys, what do you guys think is the next rollerblading? <laughs> that's like that what people do, do now Ooh, that's going to be lame it's going to be hand blades <laughs> and then once it go on your knees and then you can go on all fours like, with rollerblades like on your hands like the wheelies feet. from fucking yes, Wizard of Oz I thought you were talking about heelys like those no. shoes with the rollerblade on the heel Jeff heelys girl you're looking fine but you could use like sets of heelys on your hands. Okay, what if for you the front? Ha- what if you had roller knees? That's what I just said. <laughs> oh, you all right, bro? I said hands, <laughs> knees, and then you're on hands and knees. Boom, Damn, boom, boom. I love it. My yeah. next, my next rollerblade adjacent vehicle will be when I am 80 with a walker. <laughs> I don't do, True. I don't fuck, I don't fuck with wheels. I'm going to fall all over the place. I don't man. fuck with wheels. I barely fuck with shoes. Uh, you could do roller back. Lay on a skateboard, uh, roll down a anything hill. Anything lying down. Called, oh, I love that's lying called down. like roller luge. It's also called it. being in a gurney. <laughs> <laughs> an ice, uh, 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 iron lung. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so everyone hates rollerbladers. They're like un- unreasonably. I don't know. Like I think like when I look, I have a friend who still blades. What's the most annoying <laughs> form of transportation? Why do people get it's so mad? Rollerblading. Why no. do people get no. so mad at weird forms of transportation? It's like, like parkour. Hoverboard. No, those parkour hoverboards. and rollerblading have I, the same degree I saw of hate because it's ostentatious. Yeah. At, like a unicycle. You see a guy on a oh, unicycle, you're like, fuck asshole. that guy. <laughs> or a recumbent bike. And you're like, get a normal bike. <laughs> Some of those people have back injuries. You yeah. insensitive clod. <laughs> you're uh, you're going to get another one when your bike gets run over because it's below the eye line of all cars. You're just like, here I am about to be murdered. There's also, I was I was in the winter. I was like, I was on a major street. It was like Bay Street, which is a big, busy street in Toronto. And I saw a guy in one of those... Um, they're like a unicycle where there's one wheel and there's two pegs and they are motorized and you zoom along. And I was like, this guy, you know what? I was first angry, but then I was like, you know what? This guy made some decisions in his life. He <laughs> did. He just one day he woke up and like, I'm going to buy he this thing feminist. and I'm going to motorize down the goddamn street. <laughs> and like at first it makes me mad. But you know what? Everyone is so similar these days. Everyone looks the exact fucking same. They all wear their like streetwear and everyone wears like Adidas pants or skinny jeans. And when I see someone just making a decision to be That's fucking weird, yeah. now I'm like happy about it. I'm like, good that would, for that you. That would make my day. My friend Victor in the summer, he's older than me. He rollerblades <laughs> every fucking weird dude. Everywhere. He never grew. He's one of those American or one of those 90 million people that just never gave up their he brains. To, crazy. He has to stay ahead of all that pussy he keeps getting. Coming he's out gay. Of. <laughs> 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 uh. I, do you remember that really big storm we had a couple of years ago that basically flooded all of like Toronto oh, yeah. and Mississauga? I, do that. I was in the I was probably actually kind of close to here. Do you know like uh, th- there's that um, that under the bridge the area, tunnel, yeah, the tunnel. Down there. Somebody was fucking canoeing. <laughs> <laughs> James and I were almost about to break out of the song at the same time. We both looked at each other like, oh. So- sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. <laughs> Canoeing. At least I have her love my pair of rollerblades. <laughs> I actually went on a date with a guy one time, and he's like, I'm a skater. And I was like, cool, <gasps> sexy. Neat. And then he's like, no, like a blader. Like oh, I roller- But then you're a blader. Like, not yeah, skater. I don't know. He said skater, but he meant like roller skater, but he was rollerblades. And like he was like he really he- into it. He had like a whole like social media account dedicated to his extreme sport. And I was like, this date's over. <laughs> he he knew- was a blader boy. She said she's a blader boy. <laughs> Also, we knew he had to confess it. It's like, oh, P.S. I've got like 25 kids. Did I mention that? It's like, no, I'm a blader. You should know this up front. I knew a professional inline skater in high school. Guess what his name was? Gil? Chad? Gil Schultz or whatever. (laughs) Gil Schultz. DJ. Oh, God. That's such a rollerblader name. Did he make up that name? I Did he know. take it himself? Uh, Guys, we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this segment was going to suck. We're all having so much fun making fun of rollerblading. <laughs> There's actually a really like wholesome quote in this fucking article. Yeah. You can't rollerblade and be in a bad mood at the same time. <laughs> it's just not possible. It's just blading. Blading, blading, bring, you, blading brings out the fun in everyone. I Did you see who said that. this quote? 
Jill Schultz, <laughs> not Gil Schultz. It's oh, Jill Schultz. Oh my kids. God. He doesn't, he doesn't only pretend he's a 17 year old boy. He also pretends he's, he's a, a girl 17 from year old Team Rollerblade. Brought to you, Gil Jill. That's, that's a fake quote. This Guys, is a fake person. I really like the conspiracy theories. Let's keep going. Yes. Okay. I once, in the category of seeing a weirdo on the street, I once at night was driving and saw a man in a Segway riding it with a lit helmet helmet headlamp on <laughs> in the night like a miner yeah like he's been a miner for a heart of gold oh. and he was on a segway this was in lethbridge alberta uh, 15 yeah, years ago <laughs> 15 years ago that's high technology speaking of segways here is uh Good some job. speak thank you very you're, much you're welcome yeah, I said, by right the up. way i up. had fucking nothing when i thought of that <laughs> i just had speaking of segues but i had no actual segues so oh, i said shit. blade speak there's one the rest of them are bullshit one is stroller blading Blading while pushing a baby carriage—that's <laughs> not a thing. Ew. Get your tubes tied. What about baby? molar skating? Getting dental work while wearing rollerblades. <laughs> what about bowler skating? Combining two of the sexiest. Yeah. Uh, or your blades are made of bowling balls. Oh my god! What about troller skating? <laughs> when you're on your blades and you're being a troll online. Feminazi <laughs> tap. <laughs> This pipe's gnar, you Nazi. <laughs> I hate feminism. <laughs> I don't know where my baby is, but I'll find it. So Where's my baby? I've got to let him know how much I care. This song written by John Bonet's parents. Oh, yeah. So Is her baby Carmen San Diego? <laughs> so this... <laughs> That made me laugh, so we're halfway there. It's cute. Uh, this is actually a prom issue, but we didn't really cover any prom stuff because it was mostly just like fashion. Alcoholism. And alcoholism, feminism. you know, feminism. All, Bla- all the prom Blading to the ball. <laughs> uh, but so we took a quiz called Babe of the Ball, What's Your Style? So you probably would have been going to, if you were 12, maybe like homecoming dances or whatever they called them then. Just oh, like, well, I mean. Are you making an formal, age joke about her? You were yeah. going to the Sadie Hawkins yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and my day, they just. Uh, <laughs> In the olden times. <laughs> you were there when Marty McFly was playing the guitar to Earth Angel. <laughs> my beau picked me up for courting in his wagon. <laughs> In his wagon. <laughs> A horse-drawn carriage brought me down. The horse shit right on my dress. Well, you are from Saskatchewan. Thank you, I know. And I was given a bouquet of a sheaf of wheat, and I made it into a fine corsage. So, on your big night, will you steal the social scene? I do. Or will you snag a candlelit corner with your best boy? Take this quiz to discover your prom personality. I love the phrase prom personality. <laughs> Candlelit corner because electric lighting hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is depression it's the era. It's set prom. of Barry Lyndon. <laughs> <laughs> Only candles. That's a deep dive for some of you. Oh, that's a that's a quite a tight <laughs> reference for <laughs> our 
dummy <laughs> listeners. I, how dare you insult your listeners? <laughs> no, we love I you guys. We they love know them. everything. We were just insulting the ones that don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so have you had the ideal glam getup picked out for months? These are yes or no answers. Yes. Okay. Your date gets ultra mushy and rents a chauffeured Bentley. Are you mortified? Is yes. Bentley the name of a goat? <laughs> no, Bentley's the name of a very expensive car. Goat. It's, uh, it's the dog dog sled that goes in. Yeah, I don't like expensive, <laughs> extravagant things. Did that you just explain me. to me that I a just Bentley was a car? Bentley to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bentley's the name I'm of a dog. Name. I thought you were thinking of Bentley Fonsworth, the guy who was like the butler for Puff Daddy for a while. Remember him? <laughs> no, no, I no. don't remember <laughs> him, dude. No, even Puff doesn't remember him. <laughs> Puff. <laughs> You guys are on first name basis. I think his name was actually <laughs> Fonsworth Bentley, by the way. Okay. Um, would you and your buds ever hop on stage and do a rock set The Andrews sisters. <laughs> <laughs> would you and your buds ever hop on stage and do a rock set routine? Absolutely. Yes. Would you ever dance with a boy who isn't your Ew, date? stop. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I barely had a date to my prom. It was like, I asked the guy because he had a Volkswagen Beetle, a vintage one. A Beetle oh. is not an expensive car. Correct. <laughs> you don't know. It isn't. They uh, are kind of expensive cool. now. Uh, what was the question? Uh, would you ever dance with a boy who isn't your date? Yeah. Okay. You're not oh, like married to somebody else. You know what's a power doing? move? Go to a wedding and during the couple's first dance, walk up like, may I cut in? <laughs> And then you dance with the man. Flip the script. <laughs> Gender's over. Could it happen? You get into a food fight at dinner and show up at the dance uber late. No. Also, there was no food at our prom. Or Ubers. <laughs> well, there sort of was. Anyway, it doesn't or matter. Ubers. Who cares? There was also no booze there was because a it was prohibition. Era. Yeah, it was prohibition. <laughs> and we were given a trough in which we could eat a fine oat mash. Um... Does we the idea of showing up in a sheer slip dress make you run for cover? Oh, that is so it would 90s. at the time. Now 1890s. I'm a hooch <laughs> and I love to show my body <laughs> to the world. But at the time, I had no breasts and was very shy. Okay. Not that breasts should be the make or break. Everybody love your body, wear what you want, blah, blah, blah. Go on. We so. had to go dates with other girls because all our bows were overseas in the Great War. That <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get the Kaiser one day. <laughs> Would you throw down some serious dough for a stretch limo? No. Is your cry, Mom? I can't use that polish. It's so last week. Oh my god! Fucking like no way. No, I definitely didn't wear nail polish. Okay. Was, I, I wore just from Monaco it. that cost me forty dollars. <laughs> you did? I was yeah. way more Le Chateau. Oh, oh, I ended up working at a Le Chateau. <gasps> I'm sorry. I know. They, uh, they were like, do you want to be assistant manager? And I was like, Hell I'll no. never leave. I was like, goodbye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would you rather die than wear a classic little black dress? That is literally what I wore. So Same. I would gladly live at That's such it. a good choice for prom. It's so mature because oh, yeah. everyone wears like crazy dresses. And they but like, I don't terribly. remember anyone wearing a little black dress. I think dress. a lot of, in My 1990, I would say lots of velvet tight black so dresses. So much velvet. Yes. Yeah. 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 Actually, a lot the of velvet. Yeah. Where was my palm? Mississippi in the middle of a trash <laughs> bell. <laughs> Grapes of Wrath was reading and being written. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have a big crush on you. <laughs> yeah. um, no, yeah. I went to my prom with my best friend. And I had a face full of braces and looked at, like I had dressed up in my mom's clothes. <laughs> little black dress. And my friend who... Chris, if you know, she listens, but Chris wore a pink sparkly tube dress with a slit 
up her thigh. Hello. And giant fucking silver platform oh. heels. <laughs> like Romy and she Michelle. looked. Yes. She was so beautiful. She looked like just the most elegant, pr- sparkly princess stripper <laughs> that you've ever seen. <laughs> and I, I looked like I play. I like. I did not have a dress until two days before. And the reason I have a dress is because Chris is like, why don't you have a dress to our date? And then she threw me in a changing room and just started tossing <laughs> dresses at me. I felt up my prom date's boobs in the back of my friend's Lexus. You felt up her boobs. Uh, for those who don't know, a Lexus <laughs> <laughs> is a, a butler is that a Puff Daddy used to have. Ew, David. Ooh. So results are in. You are a breezy babe. Mm. Chances are when all your boy buds finally get around to snagging a date for the big night, you're first on their list. That's because they know that whether they go one-on-one with you or join up with the whole posse. We're all dying in the depression. (laughs) (laughs) You all died of dysentery on the Oregon Trail. (laughs) It's a nonstop flight to fun. No big beautifying rituals for you. As long as the dress is flirty, shoes are comfy, and the makeup is low-key, you're good to go. This is actually dead ringer accurate. Also in which I only have boy buds and no boyfriends. Yeah. Boy buds. Yeah, you're the the breezy babe. You are a breezy babe. Thanks, guys. Like we've reached the end of the road. The Oregon Trail. The Oregon <laughs> Trail. You're dead. Julian is on starvation rations and they're all dead. Sorry. <laughs> is there anything that you uh, would like to plug right now? Oh my God, sure. Thank you so much plug for asking. Plug away. Yeah. Plug it in. Well, Unplug your plug. I'd like to invite everybody to come out to Drunk Feminist Films when we do our next screening and watch our web series. You can see them on our website, drunkfeministfilms.com. Mm-hmm. And that is also where event listings will be, mm-hmm. but also on our Facebook page and on our Instagram mm-hmm. and on our mailing list and all of those fun things. Sounds like a cult. It <laughs> is a cult. Just kidding. You I want to join. join. I knew I was interested for a reason. <laughs> if you're obsessed and like to drink Kool-Aid, come out to drop down the cell. We've got some cocktails. Anyway, I'm not going to make Jonestown jokes. <laughs> not Sliding today. Sliding along. We are also going to be launching a podcast yes. in the very nice. future, which I am hosting. So if you hate my voice, don't listen. <laughs> but if you love it, please tune in. Yes. ASMR. ASMR. It's called Problematic Faves. And in it, we talk to someone fun and interesting and chat about the celebrities and songs and pop culture moments, anything in the world that you love but kind of hate to love and feel bad about loving. Like guilty pleasures. Guilty yeah. pleasures. Yeah. Yes. Problematic fave. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's got a problematic fave. It's pretty much every single person forever. I, I'm fun and interesting. Wow, you automatically think we're talking about you? <laughs> Just saying I'm available. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, I thought you were saying you're the problematic fave. And people <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That's amazing. Thank you. Yes, it's going to be fun. We have our first couple of episodes in the can. The first one, I'm interviewing Sachi Cole, who's great and funny and cool. cool. Second, we've got Sarah Hagee, and then we're going to have a bunch of other people. Those are all Including an, a friend who's an anonymous dominatrix. Ooh. And I'm going to ask her about how her dominatrix career helped her get over her hatred of men slash locked it in. Looks like it's I cool need stuff. to get into dominatrixing. Is that yeah. a word? 
dominating. Like I said before, as somebody who has been to one of the screenings, it's super fucking fun. Yeah. And you guys make it a really, date. really should come out and support these guys. And they're FYI, because we haven't made it clear, they're in Toronto. Yes, yeah. Toronto. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the podcast and other things that exactly. may be available Absolutely. through social media. Please, awesome. please come and get them. I also am writing and drawing a graphic novel that's going to come out in spring 2020, mm-hmm. but it's for children. So if you have a child or like to read things that aren't above your reading grade, James. please. <laughs> Tune in to that. You can follow me on Instagram, JillianG.com. All those words are spelled out. Thank you very much. I am so glad that you came on the show. What a pleasure. You are a fucking blast. You're a phenomenal guest. Yeah, you are a phenomenal guest. 10 out of 10 would bang. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of banging, get on the gram, girly.mags, or the Twitter, girly underscore mags. Our podcast is now on Spotify. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Rate and review us. Rate and review us. Say that, uh, I don't know, some of their hosts are funny and interesting. (laughs) Yeah, funny. Yeah, and thank you so much to Tribe. Tribe for sending us these amazing perfumes. It's like 90s nostalgia in a bottle, dude. And please, please continue to write in with your questions. I love this shit. I love researching it and like we all love talking about it and we all love feeling like we're a little less alone in this crazy world so please continue to write in with your stories and your questions and disclaimer dr d is not actually a doctor no <laughs> i do not i do not even have a ba in <laughs> <fucking> english <laughs> i made it through high school it was like barely skinny your teeth how many episodes of dr oz have you watched though none uh-huh. oh well that's none. that actually makes you more qualified exactly <laughs> i have not watched any if you don't have a ba but you might have some bo try some tribe perfume <laughs> hey. spray it in your pits <laughs> thanks guys thanks guys thanks, we love you thanks. Next time. bye, bye. 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 bye.